This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast to buy DraftKings Sportsbook. Now you can use code DNVR at sign up and get some special offers like turn a $5 bet and $200 in free bets on college hoops this entire month. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's show, we've got some more breaking news. I'm going to do everything I can to give you the full entire analysis of Monday's announcement that Ryan McMahon has been signed to a six-year, $70 million extension. The Chris Bryant business, it honestly may still take us a little while to figure it all out. But with Ryan McMahon, it's a little bit simpler than that. We're going to look at the off-season signings as a whole. What does it mean now that McMahon's going to stay in purple through the 2027 season? Means a couple guys in the minors. He'll be blocking them on those trade chips. We'll get to all of that. Hoping to even have audio of the press conference. It was a very brief and informal one down there at Salt River Fields. Had a bare bones crew. A couple folks did have the day off, but we were there live to hear Ryan McMahon's to hear Ryan McMahon's reaction to. The fact that we now all know the secret that he had been working on. He was very happy in the clubhouse on Sunday, and now we all know why. And we'll, we'll also dig into the historical precedence of this. General Manager Bill Schmidt has spent a lot of money. I'll tell you exactly how much. But you may or may not be surprised to know that this isn't the first time the Rockies have broken the bank in a single offseason. Ryan McMahon is the news now. You may remember this offseason, I had a podcast, it was December 15th, where I kind of broke it down, the idea that here is what Ryan McMahon's market might look like if he was going to get an extension. He doesn't have a market like a free agent, but with two more years left of team control, he is looking at free agency in about 18 months, or at least would have been. So it doesn't give him a ton of negotiating power but it does give him a lot of cost certainty, and, and it does give him the ability to say, well, this is guaranteed money, and, and I really don't know what's going to happen if and when I hit free agency because some some players really aren't getting paid as much as they might be normally. That middle class of free agent, they are not really getting the money shown to them. And so you say, you know what? Yeah, let's see if we can work something out. So go back to that December 15th podcast and see how well I did in predicting Ryan McMahon's extension. But to set the scene just a little bit, here's some background about Ryan McMahon, most of which you probably already know, but there are some details you may not. McMahon this season is 27 years old, and he's been with the Rockies, or at least spent part of the last five seasons with Colorado. He has a career slash line of 243, 323, 433. That's batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging. 
has 61 career home runs, 215 RBI, and 452 major league games. Obviously, those numbers are hampered by the fact that the 2020 season didn't allow for a lot of didn't allow for a lot of compiling. This past year, he of course was named as a finalist for the NL Rawlings Gold Glove Award at third base after posting two and a half defensive wins above the replacement highest National League. Last year, he set career highs in games played 151, runs scored 81, hits 134, doubles 32, RBI 86, walks 59, and even stole bases with six. He's actually, and I did not know this until recently, is the first Rocky in franchise history to log 400 or more career innings at three different infield positions, first, second, and third base. So, with this crew to end right now, he certainly might be well described as a utility player, not because of any wrongdoings of his own and not finding a home. It's just, for a while, the Rockies had a lot of really good players at other positions. Manny Leonardo, Trevor Story, DJ Lemayhew, he's had to bounce around and go wherever he's needed. Since the 2019 season, Ryan McMahon ranks second among Rockies players in RBI, 195, home runs, 56, games played, runs scored, doubles, and actually ranks first in walks with 133. Now, in that 2019 season, his 24 home runs and 83 RBI were actually the most in a single season by a primary second baseman in franchise history. He passed Clint Farmas in both those categories in home runs and RBI. He had 24 in 2009. Did. He's also the first player in franchise history to hit game-winning home runs in the seventh inning or later consecutive games. That was back on August 10th and 11th, 2018 against the Dodgers. I remember that was still one of my first games. It sounds like it was just yesterday, but also a very, very long time ago that I can remember covering that game and at that point thinking, anytime this young man comes up to the plate, Anything can happen, and I think he did a couple special things even after that point in the 2018 season. He was also named minor league baseball's. He was also named MILB.com's fans' choice for best offensive player in the minor leagues back in 2017. You might recall when he was doing his thing with Albuquerque, and he was also named an all-star at every single one of his minor league stops. Every year in the minors, he was an all-star. And you've got to really like the odds of him becoming one this year. Second round pick in 2013 in the first year player draft. And it's finally coming to fruition for Ryan McMahon with this six-year, $70 million deal. Now, the breakdown is as follows. He's going to get $5 million this year, $9 million next season in 2024 and 25, like $12 million, and in 2026, $27, like $16 so it's an average of a little bit more than $11 million per season. But the Rockies kind of slow play it out a little bit. I think that makes sense. It keeps this year's payroll down a little bit. Same thing for next year when he only makes $9 million and they have to pay $21 million to the St. Louis Cardinals. That will be the bulk payment for the Nolan Arenado trade. And in the subsequent years that follow, There'll be money coming off the books. He'll be much more of a leader. And $16 million for a guy who at that point will have 
a really solid career with you know close to ten seasons in the majors. Sixteen million dollars, you know, very well could be. I don't think it'll be a bargain, but it will be, you know, really a, a going rate as far as a player of his caliber is concerned. So you may find those financials interesting, but the most interesting thing is the fact that Ryan McMahon could, quote unquote, put an asterisk by it, try to pronounce it in metallics, we'll get back to it in a second, but could have himself two opt-outs. Hopefully I'll be able to explain this clearly. So if in any of the next three seasons, Ryan McMahon is in the top five in National League MVP voting, he will have the option to opt out in the fourth year. So if at any point in 2022 through 2024, he's in the top five, after the 2025 season, he could opt out. Now, this seems strange, and I don't know that I've ever seen a contract have that in it. However, I do know that it's kind of a win-win situation for both parties. Now, from the Rockies' perspective, if they're going to guarantee him this money, well then, McMahon needs to guarantee he's going to stay in Colorado. So whether you earn it or not, whether you're, you hit the cover off the ball, the Rockies are investing in guaranteed money by McMahon, so you need to stay put. But on the other side, maybe as, again, a little bit of a carrot for him, not that he needs it, but as a little bit of a carrot, you say, well, you know what, if you do get in the top five, we'll give you an opt-out. It's not going to be right away. I mean, think about that. If he's an MVP, a top five MVP candidate in the 2024 season, then all of a sudden he just opt-outs and, and leaves? No, that, that wouldn't be good. So, hey, he could be top five in 2024, that, in that third and final year, so to speak. Well, then you're still going to stick around for one more year, and then you can opt-out if you want. Or... Yes, there, there's there's still more, but or if in the 2025 season he is a top five candidate, the same deal will apply following the 2026 season. So again, the Rockies won't get caught off guard by this and say, oh my God, all of a sudden we put this clause in, and all of a sudden he became you know a top five player in the league, and now he's just going to leave us and get almost nothing, especially because the qualifying offer is gone. Well, no, that, that's not going to be the case. So uh, I think, you know, in, in many ways, maybe you could have seen McMahon get a little bit more, uh, two, three more million dollars, but instead the, the opportunity to be a top five MVP candidate, which probably looks a lot better now if Ryan McMahon's hitting behind you, but could open up his market even more if he decides to opt out and go into free agency or really just discuss the idea of opting out and then come to an even better extension with the Colorado Rockies. It's, it's something that I, I don't really know is anything to worry about, but obviously it has to be noted in this very unique contract extension for Ryan McMahon of six years, $70 million. There's always something unique going down in the corner of Colfax, New York, at the DNVR bar, because all week long, we've got watch parties. It's nuggets and abs, perfectly every other day. You name it. On the even number days, it's the Nuggets. On the odd number days, it's the Abs. So Tuesday at 8 for the Nuggets. Wednesday, Abs, 7.30. It goes on like that very easy. 
to remember. There's also March Madness going down Thursday through Sunday. Hopefully, your bracket is not busted. It's always said so. Your brackets get busted. But what's not sad is your member size beer at the DNBR bar practically pays for itself. But you know what? We're still going to crank out all the best content on the Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche, Broncos, even the college sports at CSU, CU, Raptors, Golf, Rapids, you name it at the dnbr.com. Now only 50 cents for your first month. And you know that Breckenridge Brewery is always flowing down at the DNBR bar because they're the official beer. But they also make hard seltzer and they've got a fantastic assortment. They've got a variety. They've got a 15 can sampler, a tap pack, if you will. And my favorite part about Breckenridge Brewery, besides the quality of their product, but they reinvest their money back in their home state, which you love. They donate profits to the National Parks Conservation Association to help with prevention of forest fires. So you're always in good co with good company, Hard Seltzer by Breckenridge Brewery. And I always feel good when it comes to athletic greens. Shoot, being down here in spring training, I think probably the best advertisement I can give to you is everyone in their locker has an athletic greens bottle. They're drinking it before their workouts, first thing in the morning. That's what I do. Now, granted, I'm not, I'm not good at baseball. Never, never, never was. Never really was to a degree. Athletic Greens is going to get you having some positive gut health. Man, that is such a difference, I think, for so many people. They might not even realize it. Now, with Athletic Greens, your body is going to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens, all of which are going to help you start your day right. But we help you find mental clarity and alertness before that first cup of coffee. It's a micro habit that has huge benefits for me. And now... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support with vitamin D and five free travel packs, which came in handy from there on this trip to make me feel very good every single day, despite the lack of sleep, despite all the excitement and the adrenaline rushing. Athletic Greens is taking care of me as well. So they're giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and the five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. There's no code. There is a website for you to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And that site is athleticgreens.com slash ROC. The first three letters of Rockies. So the fans' six-year, $70 million deal takes him through 2027. So his contract makes its way to the end. That will be his age 32 seasons which means Ryan McMahon is going to be around for the young guys. Yes. We're talking Zach Green, Drew Romo, Ryan Rawlson, you name it. All of those guys will still be with the Rockies. And the way we know this is because remember, players have six years of service time before they can reach free agency. So if a player like Ryan Rawlson is on the opening day roster he will get exactly six years, so long as he doesn't get sent back down to the minors at some point. But if a player, even like a oh here's Montero or Michael Tolio, they come up at some point during the season, that's really just bonus time that the Rockies get. And he'll still be on the roster for six more years 
after that. So, so many players don't have exactly six years. Trevor Story was the exception because he made the opening day roster. Kyle Phelan could have been the exception before he ended up getting sent back to the minors in 2019. But all of those guys will be part of this club. Charlie Blackman will have more than likely be long gone. Either that or he'll just be a, a part-time player at that point. I don't think he would be offended by me saying that since he would be in his 40s at that point. Sensatella is going to be around for five more years, so he'll be there for most of that. Marquez, we'll have to see what happens if he gets an extension. He should be around for the next few years. I did ask you Bill Schmidt about that in uh, another little mini press conference where he was just giving us some quotes on the Ryan McMahon signing and said, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, basically. And, and that makes sense. I'm sure they would love to lock him up a little bit longer. But if they're going to pay him like an ace, he needs to pitch a little bit more like an ace. So we'll kind of have to wait and see with that situation. Obviously, Chris Bryant will still be around. So the future is, I, I think, trending upward, especially, especially, if the Rockies are going to continue to spend money, because that's going to be a huge part. They've they've done a good job spending this last you know five to ten year stretch. I mean, they they always have, but it's it's really how you spend money. If we're talking about how you spend money, that may be a different conversation altogether. And I think we'll kind of and I think we'll see that once we get to the historical perspective of this. When it comes to the money that the Rockies have spent on previous seasons, on previous off seasons, but Ryan McMahon going forward, he, he still I think has a lot to prove. And one of the ways you know he has a lot to prove is the fact that if you go to his Baseball Reference page, the player he is most comparable to, he's really great player comps. The player he's most comparable to is Ian Stewart. Now Ian Stewart's career flamed out very quickly once he was traded to the Chicago Cubs. So it doesn't mean to say, oh, well, that's what's going to happen to Ryan McMahon. No, don't know what really happened there. Don't know what went wrong, so to speak. McMahon's going to stay in Colorado, so we might not have that. But you remember Ian Stewart. He's a very good player. I think that's a fair comparison, those two. I think Stewart might have hit a ceiling. I think McMahon still has another notch to go up. I don't know I'd say two notches, but I think go up one more notch. And his extension with the Rockies now leaves a couple questions about all the players behind him in the depth chart. And I think I think this is actually a very good thing for the Rockies. I think that very strongly. Starting at the top, you've got Colton Walker, Elhiris Montero is next, Aaron Schunk, and then you got going all the way down, you know, a twenty year old like Juan Bernabel, who's a name you might not hear too much, and rightfully so, because he's very far away. Ryan Belade, former third baseman, he's transitioned to the outfield. That ship has sailed. But what you have is a lot more depth. And this is something that I caught up with Daniel Bard about. I talked with Bud Black today about the bullpen. Now now you have some some battles. You've got a lot more players, a lot of young players, but with Alex Colomay coming into the mix, most likely taking over in the ninth inning, now that puts 
Now that compacts things earlier in the ballgame. It provides a little bit of compression. And now there's going to be at least one player that you saw a lot in the bullpen last year who's not going to be around. And that's going to make the entire staff better because now if somebody does get injured, you're going to look down to Albuquerque and you're going to say, oh, there's a couple guys I remember from 2021. They're pretty darn good. Not great, but pretty good. Hopefully they can work on a couple things and start to contribute again in 2022. And so now the Rockies have that kind of depth, except they don't exactly have that kind of flexibility. Now the man can play multiple positions, but much like what Bud Black said about star caliber players, you just want to keep that one position. And so McMahon's going to be a third baseman. And you know how great his goal plays at third base. Obviously, Gold Glove finalist last year. Probably going to be a Gold Glove finalist again today. Really have been paying attention to his defense when he takes ground balls out of the field at his mechanics. And they, they all look there. It was everything we saw last season. So I think he's going to shine again. And so despite the fact that he can play a little second base, first base, he's not going to be needed there. Brendan Rodgers is that second base. So there goes that. Now, if you're looking at some of the players that I just named, the minor league guys, some of them have flexibility. Aaron Shunk can also play second base. He's gotten a lot more time the last couple of years there. Wouldn't surprise me to see him you know, spend some time in the outfield. Similar to what Hampson has done, Brett Boswell, maybe Coco Montes could be a guy you see out there. But Aaron Shunk, one of the top infield prospects, he could very well move over to second base. Well, here's Montero. Already some questions uh, about his body, about the defense. I think he could play over there, but now maybe a move to first base is, is more beneficial. Maybe a move to first base behooves him. And then he said, well, what about Michael Tolia? Well, Michael Tolia did play outfield at UCLA. I don't see him moving back out there. He's got a big frame on him, and, and he's another gold glove caliber kind of guy. Guess what? There's a DH in the National League. So again, these are good problems to have that kind of depth. And then Colt Melker, same thing. Third base, first base, DH. Can't really squeeze all of these guys in if we're talking about the 2022 roster, certainly. Even the 2023 roster. Chrome comes off the books. He's a free agent after next season. But then you've got Michael Tolia there, so you still have somewhat of a crunch. But it's a good thing because what that means is the Rockies have some quality trade capital. It means that if they are contenders, in fact, it could even be right now that Bill Schmidt has some more his sleeve. He had a look on his face today that said, there could be more coming. And I don't know if this, this kind of cheeky look that was on his face was, was exactly that, that more is coming. He was asked that. He said no comment. But it was with a smile. It was with a glint in his eye. Now, is that because... He likes being the bell of the ball right now because he's got the magic touch. He certainly has the magical golden goose who's laying all these golden eggs to pay these players. That definitely helps. But nevertheless, he is getting the job done. And so now he's got that trade capital. So you could see maybe something happened before opening day. If not, if they're contending, he'll be able to make a move in July if they need to. Now, other teams are going to know that the Rockies have maybe too much depth, and so they're they're going to look to move certain guys out of the organization. 
And so I was like, yeah, but you know what? That guy's blocked, so he's going to be wasted for you. So you know what? We're, we're going to give you something for a bench player. When really, no, no, he's, he's way more than a bench player. He'd be a bench player for us because he's blocked at third base. But no, he'd be much more of that for you. And these are the kind of things that go on behind closed doors that we don't really know. About. I don't, I don't know about it. But I do know that sometimes you stick to your guns and you don't let maybe another GM bully you or really coerce you. I don't think there's any bullying going on. But if you let someone else coerce you and get you to come to their side a little bit more to make a deal, that word might get out. Or your word, when it comes to these kind of negotiations, don't mean as much. And so I find it interesting that because the Rockies didn't trade Trevor Story, that could be a heavy trump card against other general managers when it comes to some negotiation, when it comes to some dealing with dealing. Now, that's not to say, oh, man, not trading Trevor Story really was this stroke of genius. No, it's a shame they weren't able to really find a suitor for both Story and as well as for the organization to get something more than just a draft pick that you really won't see for some time. That's another element to all of this, and whether it's you know, you being a fantasy general manager or really looking at the minutia of what makes for a successful franchise. If you get a draft pick, that's great. But if that player doesn't impact the major league roster for another five, six years, your window may already be over when you could have gotten a player that can help you out in the next couple of seasons. So that's something to be considered in all of it. But nevertheless, deal wasn't done. There were probably several GMs we know that were throwing offers out. Schmidt said, look, if you don't include this player, you've got no deal. And he stuck to that. And so when it comes to conversations about Cole Walker, Elias Montero, Aaron Schunk, whoever it may be, the other GMs know if Bill Schmidt says this, he means this. And for me, when I need to go to bed at night, I want to sleep. I do not want to toss and turn. I don't want my mind going a million miles an hour. I want to sleep. And that's why I want to opt in those fastest-sleep gummies as a thing that's going to take care of you. It's going to allow you to feel rested and refreshed in the morning. It's not an over-the-counter thing that's going to leave you in a fog. You don't want that. Juana's carefully calibrated formula contains 10 milligrams of CBD and a hint of THC that's going to get your eyelids feeling heavy in just 5 to 15 minutes. And in zero minutes, you can order Wana Optimal's fast sleep gummies at lightshade.com. And get 25% off in doing so when you use code DNVR. Again, that's code DNVR at any of Lightshade's 10, soon to be 11, Denver Metro area locations for Wana Optimal's fast sleep gummies. So, where does this offseason rank when compared to all of the others? Well, it's number one. And Obviously, it certainly helps with inflation that every year going forward it does make it a little bit easier to spend what seems to be not a lot of money because well, that's just how inflation works. But this offseason, General Manager Bill Schmidt has spent $344.9 million. Forget the fact that there are opt-outs and all that. They have committed that. They have committed nearly $350 million this offseason. That's to, on the pitching side, Antonio Sintella, Joey's Chalcin, Alex Colomay, Chad Cool, a lot more money for the hitters, CJ Cohn, Elias Diaz, Jose Iglesias, Chris Bryant, and now 
Ryan McMahon. So how much of it is new payroll? Actually, it's most of it. So Ryan McMahon had two more years of flight control. He's in the second year of arbitration, same as Antonio Sensatella. I project him to... I projected him to have made maybe $14 million. He was going to make probably about five, five and a half this year, maybe nine next year, depending on how things go, maybe more, but $14 million over the next two years. And so, as it turns out, that's actually how much he's going to get paid, $5 million this year and $9 million next year. So if you want to talk about new payroll, do the math, and that's going to be $56 million that's now committed to Ryan McMahon in addition to what he would have gotten really in the next two years for Sensatella in his $50.5 million deal over the next five years. I had him projected to make maybe about $15 million, possibly more, because Senza was set to, or rather, because Senza made more than McMahon last year in arbitration, $3 million to $2.375 million. So Sensatella was already on a path to, to make more money. So, okay, that's $15 million you can guarantee. And then Elias Diaz had one more year left. Maybe that would have been around $4 million. But all of the rest is new money on the book, still over $300 million. And if you wanted to go so far and say, well, what if you take off the four one year deals? How much is that? Is it, again, we're talking smoke and mirrors because it's a bunch of one year deals and that's going to come off the books. And now in 2023, we'll really get a good look at what's been spent on the roster. That works. That works out really nicely. All right, what does, all right, where does this rank all time? Well, let's go through it. Let's go historically. The first real big year, I would say, maybe not financially, but it was a big investment at the time. Following the 1994-95 work stoppage, it started out as a strike, became a lockout. The Rockies got, according to Linda Book replacement, said this many times, apologize if you already know it, According to Linda Bell replacement, you look at the previous three seasons going into that offseason, they got the best pitcher and the best hitter. They got Larry Walker and they got right hander Bill Swift. They combined $36.6 million that offseason. In 1988, they go out and get Daryl Kyle and they spend a little bit on Jeff Reed, $8 million a season for Daryl Kyle over three years. So they spent $26.6 million. And then here's where you're starting to see a lot, a lot of work investment. Everyone recalls in 2001, or rather ahead of the 2001 season, the mega contract given to Mike Franklin, eight years, $121 million. It was the highest contract ever given out to a free agent by the Colorado Rockies, not the largest contract, period. You know, a lot of extensions have been given out by the Rockies, but to a free agent, that Mike Franklin deal for $121 million was the record for two decades. It also gave $51 million to Danny Nagel, $5.5 million to Todd Hollsworth for one season, Ron Gant got $2 million, and the first extension for Todd Helton was given out. It was nine years, $141.5 million. So 2001, the Rockies bested $321 million on their roster that offseason, which is 
very close to 344.9 if we did this offseason. But again, that's 20 years ago. So with inflation, that's going to take the cake. This offseason topped by the 2001. This past offseason topped by the 2000-2001 offseason of Hampton and Mobile. And the extension for Tottenham. In 2008, some time went by. Coming off the heels of the 2007 World Series, Rockies threw out $106.5 million on players, much of which went to extensions. Aaron Cook got three years, $30 million. Troy Trulitsky got his first deal, six years, $31 million. That sounds about right. That would have been wonderful, especially when you do the math. You add six to 2008, that's 2014. That's that would have been perfect to leave it right there at that. Let, let me move on. Brad Hopp, $17 plus million for three years. Manny Corpus got $8 million for four years. And then you had a series of free agents, Matt Hurgis, Mark Redman, Kip Wells, Yorby Torrealba, Luis Viscayana get a five million million. In 2010, Rockies are aggressive once again, pretty soon after. When they go to postseason in 2009 for the second time in three years. <clears throat> Hopefully I'll be able to get to each and every one of these moves. Todd Helton gets a two-year extension. Chris Ionetta gets a three-year extension at $8.35 million. Houston Street, three years, $22.5 million. And then free agency, two years, $7.55 million for Raphael Pettenport. Yeah, Revo at 2.5 million, Joe Dino for under a mil, Jason Giambi got 1.75, Melvin Mora got 1.3 million dollars. So not a ton of money spent there, but certainly a lot of transactions. Then the next year, they do it again in 2011. That is when you get the mega deal for Troy Kulinski. A decade at 157.8 million dollars. That's the one. That you'd love to have back. Cargo gets his extension. Seven years, $80 million. Raphael Betancourt gets $8 million extension. Matt Lindstrom, 6.6. Michael Lyle, 6.1. And free agency, Ty Wiggington gets $8 million. Jorge De La Rosa gets 21.5. He comes back. So he's a free agent. Kind of, kind of not. And then Jason Giambi is signed to you. The league minimum, or rather, he's given an MLB invite. If he makes the roster, he gets paid. He does make the roster, so he gets $1 million. $289 million. Most of it, more than half of it, from Tulowitz in the 2010-2011 offseason. So just ahead of 2011. Big investment there. Maybe even with inflation, that is more than a 344.9 given this offseason. <clears throat> Get a little bit of a lull. Rockies get the postseason in 2017. Time to reinvest. At the start of the 2018 season, it's 200 plus million dollars, 213.5 million. 94 goes to Charlie Blackman. Of course, his player options really end up boosting that up. And then you've got all of the free agents. We'll get to the small ones first. Chris Ionetta, 8.5 million dollars for two years. Cargo at five million. And then the super bummer. Of a super bullpen. 27 mil each for three years for the D and Shaw. 
Ray Davis gets 52 mil for three years. So 2018, $213.5 million. And then and then 2019 is followed up, and the Rockies invest $300 million, mostly in Nolan Arenado, $234 million on that deal. And then Marquez gets his extension for 32.4, and then Daniel Murphy is brought back. And then Daniel Murphy is brought in on two years, $24 million. Boy, going back and, and reading those last couple big spending sprees, don't feel quite as good. In fact, I don't know that any of them necessarily worked out, but you know what? That is the risk you take. That's absolutely the risk you take. I mean, 2018, I mean, 2018, I mean, you give them a pass a little bit in $106.5 million because they did go back to the postseason in 2009. Ahead of the 2018 season, they invest in those guys. Yes, we know overall, Michelle and Davis were a disappointment, but they do get back to the postseason there in 2018. Keeps the window open for 2019. So just because you're spending money at a record rate doesn't mean it's going to fail. Yes, Rockies haven't had a lot of success with that in the past. But I think there's a decent amount to suggest that they're going to be okay. And, and this season will, will go a long way in showing if that's going to be the case. Because I think if they can keep it interesting by July, then I think it can be interesting in the next couple of seasons. I mentioned it on Monday's podcast, this idea that, well, Jordan's going to be a free agent. You know, you're going to lose uh, a nice bullpen piece of Carlos Estevez. In fact, yesterday I also mentioned about Ryan McMahon, so I, I might need to change my tune altogether because now, 24 hours later, he is not going to be a free agent at the end of next season after 2013. He is going to stick around for six years, $70 million. And so now here is Ryan McMahon talking for a couple minutes about wanting to stay in Denver, what the deal was like, what things changed, and how good of a deal it was to pass up. It's, it's hard to pass that up when you're a player as young as him, who still has a lot to prove, and is given a lot of respect because of the financial certainty that his organization is giving him. So here's Ryan McMahon talking on Monday afternoon about the six-year, $70 million deal. What about this team made you want to stick around for the next six years? Um, honestly, really excited to be in Denver for the next six years. Um, the organization means a lot to me. Uh, these are people I've grown up with since the time I was 18. Um, and then obviously adding Chris Bryan and kind of the direction that, uh, you know, the buzz around the clubhouse feels like we're headed uh, is, is a really good thing. And those, uh, those all, you know, drove me to, uh, to do this. How long has this been uh, in the works for you and the team? Uh, they reached out um, kind of before the lockout and stuff like that. And obviously we had the whole dead period and stuff like that. And then uh, once once that deal got done, we, uh, we kind of started talking again. Was it an obvious decision for you, or did you have to think about it a little bit? Um, no, I mean, there wasn't much thinking. This is, I mean, I love being here. Like I said, I've grown up, I've created a lot of great relationships with the people here. And, uh, you know, this is this is my second home. You can, okay. I was just going to say, um, knowing that this was something in the works, did it, did it hang over you at all during the lockout? And knowing it was a possibility, was it something yeah, like Yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely something I was thinking about a lot. Um, obviously, man, this is... It's what we work for our whole careers um, to get into this kind of position. So 
Um, definitely was thinking about it a lot, but uh, honestly, I, I think that whole time gave me gave me a lot of clarity, you know, because I've had weeks to think about it. It wasn't just like, oh, I just felt about it like that for one week. You know, it was something that was pretty consistent in how I was thinking. So, um, yeah, it was probably probably a blessing in disguise. The other extension Schmidt made this offseason with Senza, Crone, yeah. now Bryant. I mean, did that? Make oh, all of them. Yeah, I mean, having Marky here, Senza here. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more stuff in the works and stuff like that. And I mean, having those guys, those are those are fun guys and key guys to have on for good ball clubs. So, um, just really excited about it. Honestly, I, I know I'm kind of level toned with it, but uh, inside I'm, I'm jumped for joy. I promise. We could have been talking about the fact you maybe have only 18 more months, you know, before you enter free agency, and now it's six more years. Yeah. What does that difference mean to you? Um, I don't know if there's really a difference. Um, like I said. I'm just excited to be a part of this Denver community, a part of the Rockies for, for the next six years. Um, it's a good feeling, and now I feel like I can just go out there and play some baseball and just focus on, on winning games. Ryan, do you feel like, particularly now that uh, Trevor's down, no one's going to, and I know you're not going to be a rah-rah stand-up and tell us kind of guy, but do you feel like with this contract comes a leadership role, maybe even more than before? Um, like I've said this so many times, and you know, I, I think I think our team we have so many different guys who, who are those kind of guys, right? We have Bard, we have Kimley, we have uh, Freeland, Crow, Marquez. Like we have a lot of guys who just carry themselves the right way and do the right things. I think the best teams have those guys. You know, um, you're not going to connect with everybody, so having somebody that you can go to and a bunch of different guys you can go to, I think, just really helps the team out. But for me personally, definitely some responsibility comes with it. Um, you know, but. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to try to always be the best teammate I can be and just go try to play some good baseball. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, I gotta, I do have a favor to ask of you. I got a lot of favors to ask. I mean, one is make sure wherever you listen to this, please rate and review. I'd love to go and start reading these reviews online, giving you guys these shout outs. So do that. And also make sure you check out this interview I just did with Ice Coach outfielder Whitten Bernard. What? An amazing young man, 31 years old. He's been around the block and been some play ball in Southern California. Has to go all the way out to Northern New York, upstate New York, as we call it. Gets drafted by his childhood team, the San Diego Padres, only to be released, only to be left in the middle of a workout, crying his eyes out. This guy, the honesty, the kindness, the, the modesty that he has. He is a human being you want to root for in any endeavor that they do. He's roommates with Ben Verlander, so we talked about that. He was on Family Feud, made his spring training debut in a major league ballpark with Bud Black as his manager. Can it come full circle in 2022? A guy who was cut and then immediately goes in as the Midwest League MVP? This guy has an amazing, amazing story. You may eventually hear it on the podcast at some point. But until then, the only place you can get it is the DNVR Sports Channel over on YouTube. So please check that out. I'll leave a link in the podcast description so you can watch that. Awesome, awesome person, Whitten Bernard. Remember, the DNVR.com is only 50 cents for your first month. And if you want to just go all in and get your annual membership, the benefit is free shirt from DNVRlocker.com. Anyone that we've got, you or old, Boom. It's free. It's an annual membership. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies and at Patrick D. Lions. 
this has been great, but you know what they say about momentum, it's only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So I'll talk to you then.